Weird. My weekly market review, October 8th, 2023. Stocks eventually ended a little higher for the week, but it was a tough slog getting there, with interest rates continuing to push ever higher and a bizarre jobs report on Friday. Monday started out quietly. There was some relief at no government shutdown, but an awareness that the can is now lying just a little further down the road and nothing has really changed. Markets quickly resumed their recent short-term path of least resistance by moving lower, with small caps once again leading the way downwards. Tuesday proved to be a very busy consequential day. Employers reported having 9.6 million job openings at the end of August, according to a seemingly white-hot job openings and labor turnover survey, JOLTS, report up a mind-bending 690,000 from July, driven by a particularly large surge in professional and business services openings. Taken at face value, that would seem to suggest that corporate America is ramping up hiring plans once again. On the surface, that is deemed to be highly inflationary. Markets ran with the negativity, and Tuesday ended up as a horrible day for both stocks and bonds, with market interest rates surging even higher. And the chaos in the asylum that is Congress reached new highs or lows, depending which way you want to look at it, with the historic constitutional assassination of House Speaker McCarthy, driven by a few extremists in his own party. The legislative branch of the U.S. government is now in utter disarray, and the chances of avoiding the next shutdown when the current government funding deal ends on November 17th, and potentially many more after that, are rapidly shrinking. An extended shutdown absolutely has the chance to help sabotage a soft landing for the economy. Wednesday saw some welcome relief as weekly jobless data painted a less inflationary picture than the JOLTS numbers in advance of the big release of the jobs report on Friday. And oil prices plunged 5% in the session. Interest rates eased somewhat and stock market buyers cautiously dipped their toes back in. Markets drew a breath ahead of the jobs data on a largely unchanged Thursday. After the blowout jobs report came out before the market opened on Friday, stocks' initial knee-jerk reaction was to crap out on heightened fears that the Fed may now pull the trigger on another interest rate hike before year-end as a result, and a strengthening of the higher-for-longer interest rate narrative. A more sober reading of the data, as outlined below, however, saw stock prices recover sharply and end the day higher, locking in small gains for the week. This jobs report was widely described as just plain weird. It showed a blockbuster headline figure of 336,000 new payrolls in September, more than double the expectation. The prior two months were also revised up by a combined 119,000 jobs. Yet found behind the headline were plenty of details to support the idea that inflation is most definitely on the way down, particularly in an area on which the Fed has been most focused, wages. Average hourly earnings in the U.S. rose only 0.2%, the mildest monthly gain in nearly a year and a half. Also, the unemployment rate remained unchanged at 3.8% in September, despite 
the enormous increase in jobs created. It was this data that turned stocks around after the initial nosedive on Friday. Things are just batshit crazy right now in the usually rather boring world of US government bonds, with interest rates crashing around like a bird trapped in a small attic. Markets seem to be acting like a precocious toddler, testing the boundaries at which things break. Is it 5% interest rates on your bonds? No? How about five and a quarter? Are 7% mortgage rates high enough? No? How about seven and a half? It's one thing to see extreme volatility in stocks or even junk bonds. We all signed up for that. It's quite another to observe it in US Treasury full faith and credit instruments, whose traditional role has been as buffers to the risk in the stock portion of everyone's portfolios, from most individual investors to banks and pension funds. The sense is growing that if rates continue to rise the way they've been rising, there will be a financial accident somewhere. More bank failures. Commercial real estate finally falling off a cliff. Young, unprofitable company collapses. A housing market crash. Take your pick. Any of these things could trigger a recession and much lower stock prices, and the Fed may well then have to react by beginning to cut interest rates sooner than they plan to and risk looking foolish at best and incompetent and destructive at worst. The problem, of course, is that by then it will be too late for Fed rate cuts to have any meaningful effect. In the past few weeks, the US stock market has erased all of its gains of the past few months. The summer of 2023 came and went, and we have nothing to show for it. As of right now, only 25 out of 500 companies are responsible for the 12% year-to-date gain in the S&P 500. And while that is up from just seven that represented the entire rally back in May, it still shows a concerning lack of breadth and is further evidence of how just looking at index performance does not necessarily give you the full picture of what is happening to the average stock.